Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Mark with the fourth chapter of Mark. And uh, many of y'all have been with us as uh, we've gone through several portions of the Scripture, and we went through Matthew uh, fairly recently. And so we're encountering things that we saw in Matthew because of parallel accounts. Also, when we did Matthew, I did a lot of cross-referencing. If, if we encountered something in Matthew, I'd jump over to the Mark account of it, that idea. And so you have to be real careful because uh, there will be a spirit that will jump upon us, a spirit of familiarity. In other words, oh, yeah, I've heard this before. I know what this is all about. And so uh, it's not so much that we intentionally gloss over something, and it's not so much that we intentionally don't pay as close of attention as we have been, but we have to be careful because it's easy to sit there and read something and think, okay, I know what this says. I mean, even to have it <coughs> memorized, you know, to know exactly what's going to be said next and not be open to hear what God wants to say now. Because have we not all experienced this before? I mean, we do it on a daily basis when we open the Word of God. You'll read something, and all of a sudden, you'll see something you've never seen before. Uh, my favorite example of that is a dear friend of ours in uh, South Florida. And if I remember the, the gist of this story correctly, I was there, but it was some 30 years ago. Y'all know how that goes. <laughs> so uh, we were having uh, just a, a, like a small group gathering in a home. And so... Uh, I opened up the scripture and went to Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine, and I believe that says uh, something along the line that the uh, the hidden things belong to God, but the things revealed belong to uh, us and to his, you know our offspring, our children. That idea, and I had just really been struck by that verse in recent days, and I guess I wanted to share that. Well, I read that when I did. Our friend who was the host of this gathering, she just sat there and she said, "That wasn't in my Bible this morning." And I went, what? And we're all chuckling, you know, it's a group of us. And she had read that exact chapter that morning, okay? Had read that chapter, as we all will do. We'll, we'll read the Bible for various reasons, right? We'll read it for a, a meditative type of thing. We'll read it for informational thing. We'll read it because we're reading through the Bible in the year. We have a go. We want to do this. That's fine. Every one of those things is worthy of attention, but it's so easy to do this. And she had read that passage that morning. And now we read that verse, Deuteronomy 29, 29, that specific verse that night. And she's realized, wait a minute, I read this this morning, but I did not even see this this morning. I read the words, but I didn't see what's being said. And that really is the wonder and the glory of the Word of God and of the Most High God and the power of His Spirit and giving us revelation and understanding. So as we start to move through this passage right here, again, it's going to be very familiar to us. But what is it that the Lord wants to say to us right now? What is it that He's wanting to reveal? We had this happen this last week in our local Bible studies. We were doing a, a, a just the next chapter in what we're studying. And there were several verses and portions of verses where people, and I, thought, I think I heard this maybe five times out of these three classes, uh, that people said, I've never seen that before. I've never seen that phrase right there. I, I, you know, I studied it this week. I read it. I did all this, 
but I've never seen this because God is opening eyes. He's opening our spirit and he's showing us what we need to know right now, right now. And it's always exciting because, okay, Lord, what's next? What do I need to know tomorrow? You know? So here's Mark four verse one says this. He, that's Jesus began to teach again by the sea and such a very large crowd gathered to him that he got into a boat in the sea and sat down. And the whole crowd was by the sea on the land. And when you read the Gospels, you find out that Jesus had told his disciples, hey, y'all have a boat ready for me in case some, all these people, I mean, I, I want to be able to speak to everybody. And that's what's going on. He got in the boat and sat down, and the whole crowd was by the sea and on the land. You know, me personally, uh, I always think of just the logistics of this, you know, because I deal with sound systems and things just on an ongoing basis, part of the job kind of thing, you know. And uh, we are blessed to have the sound amplification, the kind of things that we have today. But even just going back 125 years or so, uh, to see how people spoke, how they taught, how they projected their voices to where everybody could hear. You know, so often we think of Jesus as being meek and mild. He was, you know. But when he's sitting there, in a boat with lapping water and a whole crowd on the beach, on the shore right there. And he's speaking and he's sitting down. He's not standing up in a large boat. You know, he's sitting down and he's speaking of what God was doing to where the people were enabled to hear. Now, sound travels great over water. Okay. And if you've never experienced that, it's a wild thing, okay? Sound will go a long ways over water. There's nothing to get in the way of it, right? And here Jesus is. He's on the seashore, and he's speaking. He would have been speaking to where they could hear him, but these vast amounts of people were listening. There would be such a quietness. I think there's probably a supernatural quietness that would come upon the gathering. Like if you had kids and children, if you've ever been around something like that, where all of a sudden they're quieter than they normally are. Would the enemy throw fiery darts? Screaming kid here and there. Well, of course, that's just life. That's no big deal, you know. But Jesus just sits down. And this is how he taught them. This wasn't in the way that we experience teaching like this today. And I'm not too sure that we haven't uh, uh, sort of sterilized some things sometimes. I mean, seriously, in the way that we teach, the way we do things, for the most part, most of us receive our teaching by one person who has one role and one functioning, who, uh, and it's like the only person we receive from that week. And they're going to be in this position at a particular thing, behind a particular piece of furniture at a particular time. And after certain events have taken place, they stand up and they teach and they preach. Well, that's fine. But you know what? That's not exactly what you see within the Scripture. That is not the body of Christ as we are going. Okay? So here Jesus is. He's sitting in this boat. Verse 2, Mark 4. And he was teaching them many things in parables and was saying to them in his teaching. So now he's about to share a parable, and that's what this whole setup has been about. And this is the first parable you see in Mark and it's a, you see it in Matthew 13, I think. Uh, and it's the primary parable. I, I like to express it that way because of what Jesus says later. Uh, the disciples ask him later, they say, you know, why are you talking in parables like that? Let me just jump down there. Verse 10 of Mark 4, he says this. <clears throat> and as soon as he was alone, his followers, along with the 12, began asking about the parable. And, you know, why, why are you teaching in parables? Verse 11, Jesus says this to him. 
to you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, they get everything in parables. So see, there was a point and there was a purpose to this. It wasn't that Jesus was trying to hide things, but to those who would believe, he would tell them some things. Uh, he would tell the parables, but then tell them what the parables meant and tell them other things. If you didn't believe, then you only heard the parable. Then you only heard the parable. And Jesus actually gets a word of warning to the end of this parable in verse 9. He says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. But this was the primary way that Jesus taught the world. You know, so often I think we get a little too consumed with being uh, what I like to call twice too cute. You know, that we dumb down the teaching of the scripture. We dumb down the message of the gospel. We feel like that we have to present it in such a way that is relevant, in such a way that the people will understand, and that it's our burden and our purpose to be able to explain it that way to where people will believe. And you don't see Jesus doing anything like that. He presents the truth of them, and he does it in a multitude of ways, primarily with the parables. And then he leaves it hanging there. He leaves it hanging there. So I think we've got much to glean from the parables and the way that Jesus did them, just mechanically, you know, what he was saying, much less the truths that he was bringing out. So uh, I thought I'd get further today, but I've talked too much, hadn't I? So we'll presume, uh, resume uh, with this parable in our next time together, okay? Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you all then. Goodbye.